Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AEW, Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamplett to look ahead to Monday Night Raw. And Hamplett, we are just six days away from WrestleMania. Backlash, how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, how am I feeling? Um, I am not terribly excited about the pay-per-view. I'm not terribly excited about the go-home show for the pay-per-view because WWE haven't really bothered with the concept of a go-home show for pay-per-views in, I don't know, like 10 years or something. And my lack of excitement for this episode of Raw is informed by how I feel every Tuesday after the last episode of Raw. I really don't want a sandbag, your early podcast enthusiasm, of which you're always able to ramp up. But there is a feeling looking up and down the notes that you lovingly prepared for this, as I did do this morning, of dread at the mere sight of some of the names at this point. Because we can get into the long and tired debate about Raw and SmackDown both being WWE properties, but it comes to something now where I just look at the people that are featured tonight and I was like, oh, Jesus. Because Seth Rollins' prophecy has come true. I see them surrounded by red instead of blue. And I just feel, I just feel sad. SmackDown's not that much better, but I just feel depressed looking at these names. These names deserve a draft more than the audience because there's this chance that if they get moved, they won't be doomed by association again. They won't be doomed by the idea that you cannot possibly, and maybe some people can, maybe we can try and find some of that enthusiasm, but you cannot possibly get excited about some of these matches because you, you know they're going to be buried in the avarice of one of these three-hour punishments that's the only word i can think to describe it a punishment to them to me to you to everybody else just for daring alike maybe a few of the people involved on this show you will be punished for your enjoyment because of everything else that happens beyond the stuff that you might enjoy yeah i will say this smackdown is that much better uh i realize it had faults <laughs> but anytime roman reigns and the ongoing saga with the usos and, and how typical we're talking about this before we start recording that the one week you're off from the smackdown preview 
we don't mention Jimmy Uso and then he shows up everywhere now. We'll deal with that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But anytime he's on screen, I'm fascinated. They've built up Cesaro brilliantly, I think. Um, they've got this intriguing setup with the tag titles where the Mysterios keep sneaking victories and just like out wrestling people. And then now they're going to be challenging as a, presumably as a, some sort of father and son duo for the, for the tag titles. Um, you know, Bailey and Bianca Belair. I, I like the segment with Bailey. I've only just watched it this today, but I like the segment with her and, and, and Bianca and it just felt so real. And then they're just like, Oh, and on, and on raw, uh, we'll just chill. Nia and Shayna with, with Charlotte and inevitably Reginald's going to be there bothering people. Masker, Dana and Mandy Rose. Uh, women's champion not even bloody involved. Uh, uh, see you on Saturday. or see you on Sunday, sorry. And then, and then like that main event scene, it's just, it'll be inevitably another promo tonight from either Bobby or MVP or both because they do that of... Oh, I don't want to wrestle in a triple threat match because I might lose my title if I don't get, if I, I might not get pinned. I know you mentioned that two weeks on the road. And then <laughs> big boys just that I've written Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre collide. But that is only because last week Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman collided. collided. <laughs> <laughs> and inevitably, Braun's going to get involved in this. They're all going to tear lumps off each other. There's going to be no conclusion. And they're going to go, whoa, what's going to happen on Sunday with these three? It's feeling bleak, isn't it? It's feeling really bleak. Um, there's no there's no escape from any of this. Well, I mean, there is. You could stop watching. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you must, please continue to listen. We'd be grateful. Um, there's no real escape from this because this is kind of all by design. They... They're paid really handsomely for this churn, but this churn is a barrier to good creative. It's a barrier to imagination because, and we've seen like evidence of this to an infuriating, like teeth grinding literal degree. They will just do the same stuff again because it fills the airtime. They're mm. like, you often feel like you're watching a rerun and you think, well, I couldn't be cheeky enough to do that. But because it's live action entertainment, they can just change one arm drag in the middle of a match. And they're like, oh, it's totally different than last week's match. <laughs> you know, like they can, you know, well, yes, we're giving you the same dialogue, but it can't be exactly the same because Drew McIntyre didn't recap last week's show on last week's show, did he? No, he recapped the week before. <laughs> like, it's just, you are watching this like treadmill wrestling show. And some of the things you've listed there, like, I can't even think the Drew and Bobby Lashley thing is the biggest offender on this show. Like, I cannot believe that we've got the woman's six-man tag when Dana and Mandy Rose have been so profoundly beaten with ease, yeah. basically, by Nia and Shayna. Like, tonight, right, why why wouldn't they just wait for Nia to fall over again and just be like, ah, it's not worth it. Come on, ask her. Let's get with bags. And also, like, that's what a we've... tag title match on SmackDown this week. So what's all this? Yeah. They're not like the number one contenders are Natalia and Tamina. So they're kind of, Dana and Mandy aren't even in the right, queue let alone in the queue I don't, I don't know I don't like I hate to be this miserable when we're previewing because a preview should come with like a slither of optimism shouldn't it mm. and be like yeah like the review we're having a talk about what we've watched and if you feel bad about what you've watched there's no way to do it but to say well that was really bad mm. we're having a go here before anything's even happened but I just think it's it fails to inspire any confidence stick around though because I have something I'm genuinely giddy with excitement about tonight Ooh, okay all right um 
but yeah, it's the go-home show for, for Backlash. Before I get, I want to ask you about whether or not you think they're going to hoy more matches on there. I think there's five on there now, only two of which are coming from the, the red brand. Um, it does seem relatively inevitable because he's not winning the title on Sunday, in my opinion, that Braun Strowman is going to be on standing tall at the end of this show. Maybe they do the old uh, Braun does a train noise when Drew's going to try and claim or Bobby. Bobby recovers, spears Drew, and then either pins him or Braun then immediately jumps in, running power slams Bobby and stands tall and they go, oh, who's going to win the title on Sunday? It's not going to be him. Yeah. I'll, part of me wonders if tonight they'll have Braun make some kind of save when um, T-Bar and Mace come to help Bobby Lashley, perhaps to give him well, a... I don't yeah, yeah. off them, and I really... That's, maybe that's why it's like, it's all getting better now, because they're actually delivering <laughs> events and there's no T-Bar and Mace, but yeah, yeah they're going to come back, aren't they? Like, who's to say they won't be back? So maybe T-Bar and Mace will help Bobby, leading to three-on-one. So why? They're not, his, says, they're not on his side. They made it into a triple threat. Deliberately, they interfered. Without them, know. the match finishes, and it's one-on-one still. So they, they're not Team Bobby, clearly. I was just trying to come out with a way where I'm Braun sorry, had yeah, more, I know. Had, had more warm bodies to beat up to stand tall because obviously two of them, the two of his opponents on Sunday, just aren't enough, are they? Maybe, um, maybe like they'll do that thing where like he's you think he's going to run down, but he's actually he's like big brain brawn rather than just big brawn, and he like holds MVP at the top of that stage. He's like, I'll do it. I'll throw him. And Bobby's like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't throw him, don't throw him. He's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then just throws him anyway. But then now that the stage is like so low at the ground anyway, that like everybody's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I already have a walking stick. I'll just keep using that. Um, but yeah, like maybe, yeah, you're right. He's going to stand tall. He's going to not win on Sunday. The thing is, right, hey, I'll be positive. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre had a really great match at WrestleMania. Yes. Um, they had a pretty great match at last year's backlash um so precedent is that they'll do some decent stuff together if not tonight certainly on sunday they have good physical chemistry they're both like man mountain type figures good hard hitting offense braun won't like make that worse like physically i mean but he might dilute the dramatic energy because you can the part of the magic of their singles matches is that while well, one of these has got to fall here, that mm. one of these is going to have to take a loss, one of these trees is going to be getting chopped down, and then as soon it's like, no, they don't, we'll just pin him. Like, <laughs> we don't need, don't need to worry about any of this. Um, so the, none of this is to say that Sunday's match will be a disaster, really, it won't be. In fact, again, more precedent to suggest that, like, on a relatively short WWE pay per view, when you're at the two hour mark, you're still more than in the mood for this. Like big yeah. boys triple threat, you know, like they'll bang into each other. It'll be very broadly entertaining, even if you don't care too much about the end result. But what they've really struggled to do, in my opinion, since WrestleMania, is place the status of Bobby Lashley's WWE Championship in peril. I think what they've tried to do is buy a month to get to one more match between Bobby and Drew, which I feel set to happen at Money in the Bank, um, where there will be actual doubt cast on the result. Like, we're hitting a couple of pay-per-views. It's after WrestleMania. Drew's kind of on his last chance. What happens if he doesn't win? That sort of thing. Yeah. You run a singles match there where the stakes feel quite high. They feel like, right, Drew has... This is must-win for Drew. MVP will put it in the contract. He'll say, this is your last chance. So that'll become part of the story. Um, All good. All good in 
like 30 days time not for now for them <laughs> so we can't, can't preview that yet because it doesn't exist yet um what we're left with is this very obvious sort of time filler mm. this way to waste this way to burn through a pay-per-view and i i don't think it's bad faith to not emotionally invest in that when i don't feel like they've emotionally invested in the story to get us there at no point have we been sold any threat to bobby lashley's title we've just been sold a threat to the health of the three men because they're all so big that's it i'll tell you what i have emotionally invested in and that's sheamus ruining everything for everyone which i do quite enjoy i was like in i say open challenge i mean not for the belt obviously <laughs> <laughs> oh man so welcome to Monday Night Raw. that's a nice and beaten record you've got there well that's gone um, but do you reckon they're going to set up a, a US championship match? I mean, for Christ's sake, the way they're going, they'll probably make it a bloody triple threat with Mansoor in there. But uh, Umberto Carrillo, Sheamus, given 10 minutes on Sunday, could actually be genuinely match of the night contender, couldn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, finally, I can speak without having to try and force it out. The, Sheamus, right, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed on his behalf because I feel like he was becoming like the like the best, the wrestler of the Thunderdome if that's even a prize that anybody would want. But I just felt like, especially because like there's so little of it on Raw, like the type of action that like really gets the blood pumping, you know, like really gets you fired up to talk about it the next day. Sheamus was doing that every single week. And it, like, as we got with WrestleMania with Riddle, it wasn't even just with Drew. Like there's an energy to Sheamus's work that elevates it above almost everything else on this show. And yet for whatever reason, upon kind of celebrating that, I think, at WrestleMania with that US title win, yeah, that broke kick to an upside down riddle. Hmm. They've like reverted back to this bully gimmick where like Seamus has spent three, four months being just really, really hard <laughs> in like physically demanding situations. And then out of nowhere, they've been like, well, I don't want you to defend the title. Like, and he's like, well, why, why have I just been like putting my body in the line every week then? Yeah, they'll forget about that. Your stupid idiot fans will forget about that. You have to go <laughs> to Adam Pierce's office and say, I'm here to work. I don't want to do my job. <laughs> like, why? Doesn't make any sense. Well, but it's because the idiots will forget. They're fine. Like, they want to see you in 10 seconds, Seamus. They want to see you dressed up like you're in Snatch, battering somebody from behind them, running away. Like, oh, I wonder if Umberto Carrillo or Mansoor can steal one tonight. That's what they want. Yeah. They don't want 15-minute belters. However, that's what pay-per-views are for. So whilst the story may be rubbish, to get to your original point, yes, I do actually believe they'll get to a, a very, very good, if not great, uh, pay-per-view match between him and Umberto Correa that has been, I don't want to say there's been a lot of story attached, but it's been built. You know, let's be, sort of be kind of that. It's been built. Humberto Carrillo, like, is enough of a threat to Seamus that Seamus has felt the need to uh, assault him from behind and try and make his night easier. So maybe Humberto Carrillo will get some sort of advantage tonight and then that'll force Adam Pearson into making the call. Yeah, trick Seamus into signing a contract where his title is actually on the line. Well, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just it all feels so disconnected because Seamus was just so yeah like hard for so much of this year. I don't know why now he's got the belt. He's gone so soft. I realise now. I realise he's a heel, but yeah, why don't he have Roberto Carrillo come and attack him? They go, you know what, bollocks. Let's have a match for the title. I'm going to murder you on Sunday. I just imagine a wrestler being prepared to do their job for a living. I don't. I don't like, it doesn't seem like such a wild request. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, let's talk about this uh, six-one match. So, Nia Shayna and Charlotte versus Asuka, Dana, Brooke, and Mandy Rose. I realize I'm setting myself up for a fall here, but the heel team has to win, doesn't it? Because I get it. You maybe want to reestablish Asuka, but Charlotte ain't getting pinned or tapped. Nia ain't getting pinned or tapped. And you shouldn't be Shayna Baszler again, for Christ's sake. Well, you've just booked yourself Dana Brooks roll up victory over Shayna Baszler, haven't you? Um, oh, mate. I, I hate this match because what this match is attempting to do is dress up some of the worst mainstream wrestling booking of the year as like, oh, it's all coming together in the, the go-home show. Like, these forces can't be kept apart anymore. We'll get like, we've got tag teams, we've got a women's triple threat, and it's all coming to a head on the last Raw before WrestleMania backlash. It's like, no, it's not. It's six absolute losers in a pissing contest to see who gets to be the least of the losers before the pay-per-view. Jesus Christ. Like, what a miserable division this is at the moment. And if you're um, Rhea Ripley, if you're Rhea Ripley, and she probably will get involved. Why? Let them beat the crap out of each yeah. other. And like, I, I know I bring this up every week. Who's Rhea Ripley anymore? Because I don't even think she knows at this point. Right. Like she's been, had these um, like WWE lines forced upon her. So she has to say, she has to say the words because they're written on the piece of paper. Not because they've ever, ever formed in her brain, no. ever. Like you don't believe like anything coming out of her mouth. What is coming out of her mouth isn't making clear what her motivations are. So does she want the... Is it that she wants the WrestleMania rematch with Asuka to go again, you know, to, like, prove that WrestleMania wasn't a fluke? Uh, or is she scared of Asuka? Is it that she's sick of Charlotte Flair because she's supposed to be the voice of the audience who is sick of Charlotte Flair? Or is it that she's intimidated by Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair beat her at last year? It, like, none of this is clear. We're not aware if she's a heel or a baby. She's a heel. She is a heel. Like, she's been a bit cowardly. She sidled up to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler the other week. Like, she's a villain, but then they're still giving her these spots where, like, you're supposed to be like, God, Rhea Ripley's tough. Can't help but cheer her. And she won the title in this kind of big babyface redemption arc at WrestleMania. It's such a mess. Asuka's the only babyface, so Charlotte will probably tap her out in the figure eight tonight. And is the same thing going to happen on Sunday, Wilborn? Is Rhea Ripley going to lose a title without him being involved in the decision? No. You know, something like no, that. She's not. She's going to beat her. <laughs> Charlotte's going to be furious, and then they're going to roll it on. It's yeah. really obvious what they're going to do here. Um, they'll probably beat Mandy Rose, because she's the only one with a bit of potential in this that hasn't already been. Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose slips in the middle of the ring, perfectly placed, 
for an Ajax to land a leg drop, but do such a poor job of the execution that she like shoot hurts her ass. So she goes, my hole! And they've combined the two recent Nyamines into <laughs> one finish. Let's move on and talk about another uh, multi-man match that I am actually looking forward to because this sounds like a lot of fun, to be fair. New Day and RK Bro, the best thing about Monday Night Raw right now, versus AJ Styles, Big George, and Elias and Jackson Riker. Um, presumably, I don't know whether this is going to set up a tag match for WrestleMania Backlash, but it'll hopefully truly establish RK Bro as at least contenders, eh? Yeah, I like this, you know, I do. Um, it's good transition stuff so we <laughs> we got like that effectively that Wrestlemania rematch didn't we between like AJ and Omos and the New Day last week um, and that is done here this becomes like this is like the last interaction between the New Day and AJ and Omos now and it moves on to start into position RK Bro as the next challenger to the title RK Bro are such a good act in the way they're bubbling under that Backlash almost feels too soon. Yeah, I agree. Like, kind of, like there's so much to, uh, like, and I do, I, I resent even myself for saying some of this, but there's so much to like about RK Bro at present, as they're on this very evident ascendancy, that it kind of feels like if you rush to the title match now, you've either got to take the titles off this new act in AJ and Omos, or you've kind of ruined the magic of RK Bro because they've suffered the first loss. So I would quite like um, this to be. Like, I want it to be made clear, but I don't need it to be that overt. I want just, you know, Jackson Riker, whoever, to take the fall as a result of an RKO, and that's how this match ends. And Kofi and Randy Orton have to have an awkward little celebration together because they're all on the same team. That's what they'll do tonight. You'll have Matt Riddle playing Peacemaker. He's going to bring some hilarious gifts. I don't know what. Maybe he's going to come into work looking tired, and he's going to be like, I was supposed to bring you to a present, but I forgot. But I've got this big bag of crisps, and we all know why he's eating the crisps, Will Bond. Um, you know, like, and then he drops them, and then he's going, oh, no. And then Xavier Woods slides into Chicago on his big instrument, you know, and there's the gag. And, like, there's an awkward sort of alliance between Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. The baby faces, if we can call Orton that, I guess now get the win. Um, just a reminder that... Anyone listening um, that thinks that cancel culture is a thing, just to remember that Jackson Riker is in this match tonight and uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler don't have jobs and Riddle will probably be in the main event of SummerSlam. Cancel culture is not real. Enjoy the match, though. Do you know what I will pop, to be fair, is if he's gone to a big... Because he knows his match is happening in advance. And he's Like you say, he's gone and got stuff for his team to really unite them. They're not the gear that stage yet. That Save that for the pay-per-view. Absolutely. But Kofi comes out on a scooter. Save you. <laughs> Riddle comes out on a scooter. Randy on just walks out. That yes. genuinely would be funny for Monday Night Raw. I think so. Look, it's, it's rich with opportunity as well because typically the New Day like improvise a lot of their stuff. Uh, there was that thing the other week where they kind of pretended to not even really know who Riddle was because he was being such a petulant, irritating arsehole. They were like, who's that guy again? Like, why is he talking to us? I, th- I think like there's, this could this could go quite well, genuinely. There's a, there's a lot to like about the construction of this. Uh, the match isn't like going to be nothing to write home about, but I think in terms of like the way that all the, the personalities interact, I think it could be a lot of fun. Sorry, I've just had a, a genius idea. It just come to me. Yeah. It's not going to happen in this match. But 
remember Randy Orton's most famous RKO on Seth Rollins, right? Yeah. Classic. What if in the match, rather than him RKO in like AJ Styles coming off almost his shoulders, what yeah. if he uses... He runs off Matt Riddle's back, who's crouched down, uses it as a springboard to get high enough to RKO Big Jord. I'd love it. Like, this is the thing, like... I've, I've seen the way Big Jord moves around, and <laughs> yeah, it would look incredible. It's like when, when uh, um, Linda McMahon took a stunner. That's what he's going to do. But this is what this team exists to do. Right, They're like we always get ourselves into a tizzy over fantasy booking suggestions and the like. But the whole point of a character like Omos or a unit like AJ and Omos is that you start imagining what could be. That's the whole point of it. They won't always deliver on your expectations, but like that WrestleMania was the perfect start to it. We had a decent follow up the following week. This is what this should be now. The two of them, like, have seven days between the matches at least. Over those seven days, they can be thinking, AJ especially, can be thinking of ways to make the best of this physical chemistry between the two of them. I like, like, that's what, that's the magic of this act. And there's going to be some crowbarred in. Well, high is the same thing as being tall. So he can go up to (laughs) almost mid-match and say, oh, wow, how high are you, man? I've never been that high. I feel like that's something he's maybe already said before, but it's just such a... feels lived in that dialogue, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, he's going to do something. Um, before we get to the most anticipated thing, <laughs> Monday Night Raw, um, let's talk about the random pushes that's going on. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, maybe we'll get some fallout from that this week and maybe another uh, Eva Marie vignette. But whilst you were just talking there about that eight man, I genuinely was just scanning the Raw roster. <laughs> what a sentence to say this. Thinking, who's going to get a rose kicked up their ass this week? <laughs> Well, you've scanned the roster then. Tell me, Wilbon, who's going to get a rose kicked up their ass this week? I, I don't think it's I don't think it's Ricochet's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Got to earn that spot. Uh, it could be our truth but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be. I've settled on, well, either because it's WWE, they're going to be like, hey, what a great job he did as host of WrestleMania. Time to kick a rose up his ass the week before the pay-per-view. So it's either going to be Titus, which I don't think it will. My money, off the top of my head, barring, and I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't keep up with injuries and the like. My money, basically, I love Drew Gulak, and he should be for higher, far, far higher up the card in all of our opinions here at What Culture. But you've got to look at this as stepping stones. So what's the next step up from Drew Gulak, right? Umberto Carrillo's busy. Mm-hmm. Correct yeah. answer. And no offence to him. This is no reflection on him as a wrestler. Correct answer, ladies and gentlemen, is Lindsay Dorado. Oh God, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see it though. Lindsay Roses or some—I don't know. It was either him or Grand Metalik, and I can get Roses into Dorado's name a lot easier. Right, I'll go with just so we've got like two suggestions from the pod. I'll go with Adnan Verk, seeing as it's been happening like, figuratively <laughs> since <laughs> WrestleMania. So. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to put that as a. I'm going to leave that as a little surprise. This week's game. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I promise this. I've teased this the whole way through, uh, Michael Hamplot. I know you're thinking, what on earth could Adam be looking forward to so much on Monday Night Raw? Well, I'll tell Switching you. Gears. Switching gears. Switching gears. <laughs> I'm so excited. If she does a oh, damn it. song, I am going to be 
bouncing off the walls. I'm going to come into the news tomorrow and, and Murray will be like, oh, it's dreadful. And I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. It's one of the best things. <laughs> Just please, Murray. Please. And we know WWE listens. Give Alexa Bliss another song, please. Or the same song, I don't care. Murray just looking depressed that you have to talk about Raw. You see a single tear roll down his cheek and then you look at him and you go, at first when I see you cry, yeah, it makes me smile. Yeah, it makes me smile. Lily, Lily. Um, I like that you've recorded that, by the way, now, because you don't have to say you know whose name and thus trigger your home technology. You've got yeah. the You've got the original recording now. Lily and her mate, who sang. Lily, Lily, what did you make me do? God. My mate's, so... got, my mate's just had a kid. I might send that over to him as a little bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they, they hinted yeah. at targeting someone in the very, in the very near future. Uh, I think she popped up, Lily, that is, in the background of Sonia Deville at some point. Do you think they're going to target her, or, or who do you think Little Miss Bliss and, and Lily could could target tonight, Michael Hamplet? <laughs> there was the. Were we to take Red as a red herring, or is Eva Marie in bother? Perhaps. Um, I think that's a pure coincidence. I like. I think they're like hmm, red. Blood's red. Oh, brilliant! Right, that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're in the kind of. It's funny. Like you may think that going from um, a rose up somebody's ass. To Lily is uh, switching gears in terms of how far <laughs> apart they are, but it's not really. If you if it's not going to be Eva Marie and the Sonia Deville thing was just oh we just plonk the, the puppet in front of us like like what happened when it was Bray we'll just put the puppets in some backstage segments it won't lead anywhere but it'll get people on Twitter very excited for a couple of days. You pretty much just need to do the same again. You need to scroll through that like dilapidated roster of women on Raw and work out who Alexa Bliss might go into a program with. Dana Brooks, like, Dana Brooks, the first step. So I, I have a feeling they're going to like lose and then inexplicably Mandy Rose will be like, all right, I'll see you in the locker room, leave you in this empty ring. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like it's ultimately now. Um, and I, um, I got to be honest, right? I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be Asker. And I don't think, I think we're going to get one tease tonight um, of our oh, Lily's, Lily's got her eye on somebody, you know, whatever. And then we're going to find that out on Sunday rather than on Monday mm-hmm. when Asuka ultimately falls probably to Rhea Ripley and then is seen to be rehabilitating when some awful curse befalls her. You know, like, you know how her makeup is normally like the it's either black or it's green and it looks like sort of like drizzled tears or blood or whatever coming from her eyes or her mouth. Like, she's going to think it's makeup. It's goo. It's goo. <laughs> What's Lily done? I tell you what, that's a hell of a shout, you know, because it's very different scenarios. But it could be, if you're using the, the Bray Wyatt fiend analogy, you could do exactly what you did with Finn Balor, i.e. just, you know, Asuka's not going anywhere for the time being. She's in the title match to take the fall, like we say. She could get destroyed by Little Miss Bliss and her new mate, whether it be at Money in the Bank or I think we've got Extreme Rules maybe after that. Um, Yeah, just feed that as the first step for this new character of Little Miss Bliss's. And then just have Asuka go away for a while and maybe come back in 
a few months because she needs that, doesn't she, to be fair? That is actually, yeah, you've made rational my cynicism here because, yeah, uh, Asuka deserves like a physical break. She's been a constant of this period. She's been quite badly neglected, I think, by the booking for the last sort of four or five months anyway. I think that character would be very worthy of a rest. And, you know, WWE aren't back out on the road yet, are they? So if there was ever a time to be resting a few talent, it's, exactly. it's right now. So, yeah, I'd like it's a big win for Alexa Bliss in this new guise. Um, and it's a way to lose outward in a way that probably mm-hmm. won't affect Asuka when she returns. Well, I'll, I'll... Oh, look at us. Look at us making sense of the nonsensical, eh? I've just... Just a slight tweak. It's, it, we don't want to correct your wording there. It's actually a big win for Alexa Bliss and. <laughs> hey, we have a laugh. Three, three in the preview, Wilborn. How many are we going to get tomorrow after she's cut a second promo with it? Mate, you wait till the Patreon starts up. That's going to be front and center. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at. Michael Hamflet. Oh, very quickly. John Cena coming back tonight. <laughs> uh, let's go with yes. <laughs> there we go. There's our preview. Yes. John Cena. I'll just say this. On a personal note, yes, obviously love to see John Cena back, especially love to see him saving Monday Night Raw. On a professional note, I can get some good podcasts, speculate about when he'll come back and what he'll do. So maybe hold off for a week and then we can fill up some podcasts this week. Just <laughs> a couple of weeks. Just a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Got a really interesting podcast with myself and Hamflet chatting about WWE potentially living in the past a little bit later on today. And of course, myself, Hamflet, and Sidgwick will be back tomorrow, complete with the five star review. Review. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Leave us a five star review and suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to talk about instead of a god-awful Monday Night Raw segment tomorrow. Of course, that'll be all part of the Raw review tomorrow. But for now, my thanks to Michael Hamper. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.